Welcome to Choose Beauty, a modern salon podcast. This is a unique episode that was originally recorded on September 16th for a modern salon webinar of the same name. In it, Anne Morado, Director of Brand Content Strategy for Modern Salon, speaks with Britt Siva and Katie Whitledge. They discuss what challenges stylists have come up against during the pandemic, as well as what the growth opportunities are for salon professionals. And now, Anne's conversation with Britt and Katie. I'm delighted to welcome and briefly introduce our special guests for today, Britt Siva and Katie Whitledge. Britt Siva is a business and marketing strategist for hairstylists. After spending years as an assistant, stylist, and salon director, Britt realized that cosmetology school left one major area out, business education. She began coaching salon owners in 2010 and launched her trademark hairstylist business education program, Thriver Society, in 2014. Over the past nine years, Britt has coached thousands of stylists and salon owners to build wealthy businesses and lives, and she's determined to empower one million six-figure stylists while changing the perception of the entire beauty industry. Britt hosts one of iTunes' top podcasts, the Thriving Stylist Podcast, which in 2019 crossed over 1 million downloads. Katie Whitledge is an entrepreneur, speaker, author, and podcaster. Katie's the creator and CEO of the Beyond the Technique podcast, the award-winning marketing tool Meet Your Stylist, and the award-winning Be Inspired Salon, which is located in Madison, Wisconsin. Be Inspired Salon is a seven-figure business with over 20 team members. Katie opened her salon in 2010 and has gone through three expansions in eight short years. Katie believes she's just getting started in her career and is eager to move the industry in a positive, progressive direction. Her mission is to equip salon owners and their teams with the most innovative business and marketing strategies. So, first, let's just set the stage for today's discussion. Because in the early days of the coronavirus outbreak, Modern Salon hosted a series of webinar discussions around the challenges created by the pandemic. We've been living with it for six months, and we thought it was time to readdress the situation and take stock. We've moved from coping to adapting, and now we want to talk about thriving. So Britt and Katie, I thought we'd start first by identifying the challenges that stylists have endured. We'll second talk about what it's like for them right now, and then we'll talk about a way forward, finding opportunity and optimism, and and hopefully spend the most time there on the optimism and opportunity. And then we'll leave time for questions at the end. So Britt, I'd like to start with you, and and let's talk about how at, at the time of the outbreak, and the lockdowns, which happened in many states in early March, we saw so many stylists struggle and feel really unprepared to to meet the challenges of being out of work for an extended period of time. What do you think at the time they were most challenged by? That's a great question, Anne. And for me, the, the what I kept hearing from stylists was everything feels so uncertain, and the uncertainty was so heavy. And our industry is recession-proof. I've always said that. I still believe it. But we, like every other industry, aren't pandemic-proof, unfortunately. And back in March, April, May, stylists kept asking me, well, well, what are we supposed to do? How do we react? And like you said before we went live, this is such an unprecedented time that there were no rules. There wasn't a game plan. And we had to be reactive in everything that we did to cope with what was going on with the pandemic when in good business, we always want to be proactive, two steps ahead. And in this instance, we couldn't be. And it was that fear of when will we reopen? Will we reopen? What will that new reality look like? When will I get a paycheck again? All of that heaviness around the unanswered questions caused such an emotional, a physical toll on on the industry as a whole Um, And we are still recovering from that. So I think at the beginning, it was just that overwhelming uncertainty of what happens next. 
Agreed. And Katie, what what would your take be on it? You're you're in a different part of the country. Everyone was seeing things a little differently, but we had so many shared struggles at the same time. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Anne and Modern Salon, for having me today. And thank you, Hunty. I see you, brother, in the comments. I'm so happy to be here. And it has been the most tumultuous season as a salon owner with a team of stylists and also just walking through their uh, emotional challenges in, oh my gosh, what's going to happen with my clientele? What's going to happen with my financial situation? How am I going to navigate coming back to work when I have a family and there's an uncertainty? You're just managing all the different categories of your life throughout all of this. And I've never... Uh, seen anything like it, but I think the silver lining through that season of being shut down is that we had this precious time to decide what are the positive ways that we want to move forward together and what could life look like now, even though there's things that we're very uncertain about. What, what are the new ways that we can craft our lives and be in this together? And so I'm just appreciative that we've all stuck together and that we're having these conversations um, in order to move forward positively. That's great. Thank you both for sort of giving us a little historical background now. I, I can't believe I'm using that term when it's only been six months, but it feels like we've packed so much in to such a short time. Well, now, as the six months have progressed and we've figured out a little bit about, you know, what we're dealing with, what things look like. Um, now, there are a new set of challenges. And I don't want to put words in your mouth. I mean, I, I know I certainly hear from stylists in our community. I listen to what they're saying. I eavesdrop on conversations on social. Um, so I know that that after six months, after reopening, you know, there's a little bit of a, a, a reboot that's needed again. You know, we thought, we thought the worst was that just how do I reopen? Um, and maybe that was the worst, but I think that now there are a, a, a different set of challenges. And Britt, I'll go back to you again. What do you think, or what are you hearing right now from your community um, what are they telling you they are really challenged by right now? That's a great question, Anne. And, you know, it's a, it's a little bit all over the map. For some stylists, they're inundated with business and they don't know what they're supposed to do. Do you do a price increase or is that insensitive? And do you start a wait list? How do you navigate this influx? And then for some stylists, there is no influx. And so that's terrifying, and it feels like the rules of the game have changed, where the things we could have maybe done to fill our chair in 2019 or early 2020, while a lot of those opportunities don't even exist anymore. And so it's adapting to this new reality of the industry and continuing to evolve with the trends. The way we serve our guests has changed so dramatically. The way we communicate with them, the way they enter our salons, I mean, from start to finish, so much has changed. And I think a lot of us in the spring were like, oh, we just can't, can't wait to get back to the salon because we thought this was going to be maybe a three-week shutdown, a little blippet in time. And the salon we thought we were walking back to doesn't exist anymore. It's like stepping into this new reality and how do we do it. And to tag on to what Katie just said, too, like I'm in California, our schools are still closed. So there's a lot of stylists working who now have to balance, you know, homeschooling their children while still trying to do hair and sustain a business or juggle clients who have gotten used to in-home hair services, just adapting to this new reality when it kind of feels like Play-Doh and there's no real set rules. How do you settle into a new normal where that routine comes back again and you feel that predictability? We're just craving that stability right now, and it still feels like so much is in flux. We've gotten a taste of normalcy but we really haven't come back full circle. And, and that's, I believe, the current frustration. And Katie, how about you? What, what are you seeing and what are you hearing from both your team and from your wider circle of stylists and salon owner friends? Sure. I think on an emotional level, we see a new challenge of mustering up that 
strength to be confident, positive, and hopeful. I mean, if it doesn't start there, then how do we go to battle with overcoming some of the problems and challenges we're facing, which in addition to, you know, setting the tone for the mindset that we want and need to have, but also, okay, now what? And I think one of the challenges we're noticing is how do I come back to the income I had become accustomed to when maybe I'm working at a lower capacity? Maybe I'm only seeing one guest at a time and I was used to being double and triple booked with an assistant. And so for us, um, we're noticing just some of those areas where people are a little uneasy when it comes to their financial capabilities right now. And then just having, uh, choosing to have what type of attitude every single day because we're inundated socially with so many divisive topics and conversations. So I think for us, it's like if we can start there, we're now in a better position to tackle the day-to-day challenges that come up with being in the industry. But we got to start with choosing the type of attitude and mindset that we want to have to take it on. Thank you. And that sort of, that leads in beautifully to, uh, you know, this is, again, we're just going to, we're still dealing with the emotional piece. We're going to get into talking a little bit more nuts and bolts and talking maybe a little bit about suggestions uh, that are based on the discussion of income and clientele. But, you know, what, what would you say? If a stylist came to you and said, I'm just so burned out and so uninspired right now, do you have, um, and, and maybe I'll challenge you two, to, to come up with, let's say, two things, two or three things that you could say to them that would be sort of action items and or would just be words of encouragement that they need to hear right now because you you both have um, a little bit more of a macro view because you are looking at the industry as a whole. You have your own businesses and you've seen how those have fluctuated. So, Britt, again, what what would you say to this kind of plaintive cry of I'm so burned out and so uninspired? First of all, Anne, I, I love this question and I want to bring normalcy to that question and that feeling, if you're feeling burned out and overwhelmed, it's okay and it's very normal and it is a part of this journey that we're traveling. The the emotional weight of experiencing what the industry has just gone through is tremendous. And so if you're feeling that, it's okay to just be in that moment. And and the tough thing for us as hairstylists, as from the outside people think of us as like cut and color people people who make uh, men and women feel beautiful. But to us, it's so much more than that. And there is an emotional weight we've always carried within this industry. And now that, that I don't even want to say burden, but that, that emotional expectation is that much higher. And so the idea that we're supposed to be there for the clients and maintain these conversations and then, and then go through the journey ourselves, it is a lot to navigate. And to what Ann said, you have to find resources to help support you through the journey. Um, I know for myself, I definitely got to places of overwhelm, burnout, and confusion for sure. I think finding uh, what I like to call white space or places where you can just reconnect with your why, what you love about this industry, why you chose this, and then continuing to find the balance. So historically, pre-pandemic, I used to find a lot of inspiration or kind of that pull out of burnout by seeking professional education. And I still do to a degree, but I also found a lot of um, balance by enjoying more just walks outside or connecting with my family, like truly focusing on life balance. Because for most of us, we joined this industry to really have a beautiful, well-rounded life. And it's so easy to get so fully focused on the business part. And so I think just to remember to keep everything very holistic and to, yes, focus on the business, but find a way to recharge your own personal battery too, whatever that looks like for you. Um, Definitely some professional inspiration and filling that inspiration tank, you know, for your business, but also just for your soul and for your life and for your family and reconnecting with what truly brings you joy. Um, You'll find a lot of um, re-inspiration and that re-engagement to the industry when you see that, that full focus life come together again. 
That's great. Thank you. And I love the the triumvirate of overwhelm, burnout, confusion. I think mm-hmm. um, that 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 covers it all. Uh, Katie, same question. Um, you know, someone on someone you know, someone reaches out to you, says, "I'm just so burnt out. I'm so uninspired." You know, they're they were told stylists were told through lockdowns, you know, keep your social feed active, keep, um, you know, keep in touch with your clientele. Um, And they have to keep those things going now as well. But how do they, you know, where do they find a little creative spark when they are just feeling, they're, they're so not feeling it? What would you say to them? Well, I think Britt answered that so well because I love how she brought up going back to your why. I think that this is an opportunity when you're feeling burnt out and uninspired and I feel it too. I've been there. You have to sit down and just get some clarity on remembering why you're in this in in the first place. What are going to be some new non-negotiables for you? Maybe this is an opportunity to say, you know what, gone are the days where I would work, you know, six days a week and and saying yes to everybody all the time. So this could actually be a new opportunity to have a new career pace, a pace for grace maybe uh, in walking through this industry and career in a new way. And so remembering your why, and then we think about who we always want to become, some of the goals we have, what are the major things that determine who you're going to be a year from now is based on two things. Number one, the books you read, and you can, I'll say books, but I would say any education. So I love Britt brought that up as well. How are you educating yourself to stay inspired or newly inspired and motivated? And then the other way you kind of change and become uh, a new, more evolved person a year from now is who you hang around. And I think that another silver lining is, man, we spent so much money going to all these different events. And now that we aren't able to travel or be in person for live events, we have even more, like today, these tremendous opportunities to be around people who think in a way bigger maybe or, or bring up ideas that we haven't thought of. There's so many amazing, influential people in our industry that are very inspiring, who they, they have this, um, you know, I'm going to stick with it no matter what. And it's like surround yourself with people that you want to have that mindset. You want to have their drive. You want to actually have that perspective. And maybe you don't have that perspective now. But the more you surround yourself with other people who are doing the things you want to do, who have the life you want to have, that's going to directly influence your mindset and everyday behavior, and that will help you stick it out and get through this season. Everybody has gone through seasons in their life where they felt burnt out, uninspired, and they need a break. So maybe take this time to reflect and decide, number one, what's the most important thing to you, and why did you get into this in the first place? And I love and will very likely steal pace for grace at some future future moment. That's a wonderful way of uh, of framing it. And so agreed that the more we focus on, the the bigger it gets. So if we're going to focus on the problem or the negative, well, that will expand. So um, I, I love the reminder just to be feeding ourselves with with the the things that we want to ultimately, I can't think of another word other than manifest, but, you know, like you said, surround yourself, uh, be in touch with people who really inspire you and who are what you want. So, so again, as I said at the outset, we were going to kind of frame the situation. We were going to talk about the challenges because, yes, we all know what they've been, um, but I think it's important to to recognize how far we've come already because uh, we've navigated so much. So now we want to be able to sort of point people towards a little security, some certainty, and and opportunity. Um, and 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 I'm I'm so glad that we have questions we're going to get to that are very specific. Um, and we'll 
we'll take a lot of time with that. But um, let's let's talk about looking for a little certainty in this really crazy time and a little security. And again, I know those are really big topics and broad themes, but uh, Britt, could you could you take that on a little bit? Where could stylists right now look for some security and certainty? Oh, I love, love, love this question. So 2020 is the year of clarity, right? Lots of lessons learned, and we didn't like the way we had to learn them, but it was truly the year of clarity, I think, for just people as a whole. And one of the things that I think was a really beautiful silver lining that came out of this experience was the realization of how crucial personal care services are for everyone. I think it was easy to take for granted, you know, oh, yeah, I got to get my hair done, got to get the roots done. And it almost started to feel like a chore. I was even in that mindset sometimes, too, like, oh, got to make time to get my hair done. And we are so cherished right now. To everybody who's listening to this, there is such a tremendous appreciation for absolutely hairstylists, but also our friends who are massage therapists and nail technicians and estheticians. My gosh, we have been put on a really beautiful pedestal. And I think this is a really great opportunity for us as an industry to double down on that and continue to remind consumers that we aren't just a luxury, we're not just an option, we're not just a chore. We truly are essential. And I always say great business is built in gaps, and I think there's a really good gap created right now for our industry. I think we will come back stronger than ever. I think revenues as a whole for the personal services industry with a focus on hair services, I think we're so fortunate to be in the place that we are, we're going to see a huge uptick because consumer behavior is already starting to shift where we had gotten into this habit of we want what we want and we want it now and we want it fast and maybe I will just do Madison Reed and maybe I'll just do my hair in my bathroom and now it's like, oh my gosh, no, I want to slow down and take care of myself and I want to have that connection with the stylist again. And and thinking about Katie and her beautiful salon team, it's like this is what people are looking for is to reconnect with those that they love and to feel like they're a part of something bigger. So I think our industry especially is going to see a huge surge in 2021 and beyond and we're really fortunate to be in the place that we're at. So I know there are a lot of people who are feeling really fragile in the industry, like, oh, can I sustain this? Should I even stay? You guys, we're still really in the beginning stages of this. Our industry is going to bounce back huge. We haven't even seen it yet. Hang tight. We're still kind of riding the waves a little bit. I truly think that in 2023-ish, I think it's going to take us a little bit of time to get there, our industry is going to be one of the most well-respected and one that people are dying to be a part of because we're going to show the potential that stylists have to create a really beautiful career for themselves. So I actually think that being a stylist right now is like perfect timing and we're looking at really great opportunity over the next couple of years. Wonderful. And, and, and we'll touch, we'll, we'll go back to getting ready for that surge. Um, Katie, Security, certainty, really, you put the word certainty in my mind because when you and I were first talking via email, um, you know, we were throwing around some things that we know our communities need to hear right now, and certainty was a a big one. Um, Where are you sending people to look for or find a little security and certainty, whether that's, you know, emotional, fiscal, whatever that looks like. Thanks, Anne. And, and it's funny because this is going to sound maybe hard, but the only thing that's certain in life is that it's going to be uncertain. There is nothing that will stay the same. And if we look at historical examples, many decades before us, I mean, every decade, there's something really hard that people go through and have to you know, live through it. So just remember, everybody, there's always a beginning to things. There's always an end. You've got to be willing to make it through the middle. That's the biggest part of this. So what can we be certain in? Well, think about when are you the happiest? And I bet it's when you're behind the chair working with your guests. And why is that? 
Well, because you are showing them what I call the Greek term, agape love. That's the kind of love you have just because someone else is sitting there and they're a human. And how do we show that love to others? We show that love to others by serving them. So what you can be certain about right now is that you have the ability and power to love. And you have the ability and power to serve. And you have the ability and power to bring light into other people's lives. So if you got to wake up every day and be certain about something, you got to be certain about you are called to this and you have the ability to really be a game changer and this light in someone else's world today. And if you just take it one day at a time, you will, you will get through it. You will get through it. So if, if anybody's into those I am statements, maybe write this down every day and then say it maybe in front of a mirror to yourself and you say, I am someone who loves others well. I am someone who serves my team, my guests, and my community. I am someone who brings light to others. I am unique, and I am called to this position. So people, just remember this. This is something, this is the opportunity that will last, in my opinion, the long haul with all of your guests. People will remember those who were there for them during the low times. So I'm calling you to think outside of yourself to focus on what you can do for others right now. And I promise you if you do that, you will be happier. People will remember those who were there for them during the low times. How can you be there for people right now? I love that. And you both give me so much. <laughs> you give me hope and your optimism is really contagious. So so thank you both for, for putting that out there. Let's spend a little time on opportunity before we get to questions because the questions are going to very directly relate back to opportunity because we're, we have questions around, uh, you know, around business, clientele, moving forward. So, uh, Britt, you, you mentioned getting ready for the surge. Um, do you have some do this now kind of advice that you would suggest to a stylist or do this every day or just do this consistently? Some, some, some kind of uh, working method that you tell your, your uh, thriver society to, you know, stick with this, this will pay off. You said one of my favorite words, consistency, and yes, I do think that's a huge part of it. I want to tag on to one thing Katie said as well. She touched on the idea of being patient and kind of waiting for the industry to come back around. I think a lot of us are feeling like we need immediate solutions right now, and it is going to take some time. And Anne, I think you're right. This is really the time to get consistent with how we show up for our guests. Consistently show that love that Katie was talking about. Consistently show up on social media, which I, I know can feel really hard. And it's easy to be like, oh my gosh, show up on social media. I'm just barely getting through my day. And I totally understand that. When we think about what guests are looking for and when we think about setting ourselves up for a strong future, potential new clients and existing clients wanna go somewhere that feels consistent, confident, and not that they have all the answers, but that they're future casting, that they're looking forward. And so I'm not going to say, okay, post on social media five times a day, but can you post good content consistently showing up with a message of positivity two or three days a week? Probably. And one of the really cool things that makes me kind of excited about what we just went through is it's the end of this era of perfectionism. So let's all breathe a sigh of relief about that. That was very exciting for me. I think we're walking into this era of vulnerability and realism. Like if you're going to be showing up on social media, creating that strong marketing platform right now, which is what we do. We have to kind of plant the seeds and allow them to grow. So if we plant those social media seeds now, we'll see them grow in three to six months. And we can start planting those seeds, posting photos of clients wearing masks posting photos of you doing what you are really doing in your day-to-day -to, -day to serve your guests 
clients are looking for a touch of reality and hope and just human connection. Like we're all going through this right now. And so you can relieve that pressure of everything has to be so perfect and so curated. Everything has to be very real. And that consistency is absolutely something guests are looking for. I don't want to minimize that. I think it's important that we start to continue showing up. And this is kind of the catch-22, is a lot of sailors are like, well, I want to bounce back, but I don't feel ready to show up on social media. Or I want to bounce back, but I don't have the money to do so. And it's kind of like that, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? I tend to think we need to start showing up with that confidence that Katie was talking about and getting that inspiration tank filled again so that we can walk into our communities and walk into our salon space and be reconnecting with our guests again saying, I'm here, I'm ready, I'm better than ever. And starting to plant those seeds and being patient, waiting three to six weeks to see those fruits of your labor really starting to come around, if you trust the process and you start showing up now with confidence, being realistic, I promise you, stepping into 2021, your business will be stronger than ever. Oh, that's great. Katie. Opportunity. What what are you suggesting uh, in terms of where to look right now? Uh, where maybe not new opportunity, but just sustained opportunity. What are your suggestions? Well, I gotta say one more thing about consistency because Britt brought this up, but it made me think of one of my favorite quotes is successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. So the opportunity here is you could really get after it right now if you want to. Now let me back up a little bit. When we were shut down, were we prepared? Did we have an emergency fund? Or were we crapping our pants saying, oh my gosh, how am I going to make this happen? So the opportunity right now is start looking at your budget, start saving now. When we look at the stock market, we're taught that we should buy when things are down. When the market takes a dip, that's your opportunity to get in. When it's up, when things are, that's your opportunity to sell. So how do we translate that into business? Well, because we were prepared for a downturn, and we had the money to do it. Upon reopening, when, when there's a lot of competition out there who cannot move forward and do anything new, they're kind of holding on to what they have, we're able to go out and buy ads everywhere else. When people are looking for a safe, successful salon to visit, they're going to think of us because we're in front of them everywhere. And we are able to do that because we had the money set aside, we were prepared. It, it doesn't feel good, but it's got to be one of those things. So the opportunity right now is if you weren't already prepared, start working on a budget to prepare yourself. Because listen to this, entrepreneurs who are successful, you could say salon owners who are successful, stylists who are successful, are the people who are willing to do what others cannot do or will not do. So your opportunity is while other people may be chilling and pausing, if you're ready to get after it, how can you be a big fish in a small pond where you're at? Could you do more with social media marketing? Obviously, Britt's brilliant with that and can help you if that's something you're motivated to do right now. There's so many opportunities right now. It's just a matter of do you want to step into that? Or maybe your step one is, okay, I have, now is the opportunity to prepare myself. What's a new budget that I can live within where I can set aside profit and have it there so when the market's down, boom, I can go. I can buy, I can do, and grow. And then, of course, um, the opposite, you know, when the market is high, then you can kind of maybe chill and not put as many expenses. So it's all strategy, and I think that's the opportunity in summary is we have the ability to sit down and make a plan and have a strategy for how are we going to maximize what we have uh, right now, but also prepare for the future. Terrific. Thank you. And I, I can't believe we're already 35 minutes in, uh, and we have questions that we'll probably, we'll really dig into. So maybe before we get to those 
specific questions, I just want to remind everybody of two things. One is that you'll be getting an e-blast if you've registered for the webinar with an on-demand link. So you can go back and listen to this at your leisure. And the other thing is that there is going to be a, a giveaway offered through Viviscal Professional. They're giving away 100 free three-month supply of Viviscal Pro supplements to the first 100 that respond to the giveaway. So you'll need to follow at Viviscal Professional on Instagram and send them a DM with your contact information plus the code webinar916, webinar916. We don't expect you to remember that. So as I mentioned in that e-blast, that information will be there too. So Britt and Katie, are you ready to jump into questions or do you want to, um, do you want to touch on anything that we've already talked about? Let's take on some questions. Let's yeah. do it. Okay. All right. So we have a question. When you said, when you mentioned, Britt, the schools are closed, I, I mean, I am a mom. I do have a kid who's homeschooling, but my first thought was beauty schools, which is so funny. You can see where my head is at. Um, and we do have a question from a future professional. So let's start with Angel's question. Angel says, what is your advice for future professionals. I have yet to step foot into my beauty school and I already have 600 hours out of my 1,500 hours required for licensing. How can we catch up in the industry and find the right mentors during COVID? I love, I love that Angel is asking about mentors because it sounds like that's something you, you both are very much on board with. So, so Britt, why don't you start and let me know if you need me to read the question again. No, this is wonderful. And Angel, I'm so glad that you asked this. So first of all, congratulations on being almost halfway through your cosmetology school hours. You're joining the best industry on the planet. So welcome to it. You're in a really good place. I am of the mindset that everything happens for a reason. So I know you feel like, oh my gosh, this is the world's biggest pause button, and you thought you would have maybe graduated by now or been really, really close and have already gotten your start. So the industry is a bit in flux, and what is going to work to your benefit is by the time you've completed your hours, there will be some stabilization. I truly believe that. So you're going to be walking into a much more stable environment, and that's going to be a really good thing. So you said one of the phrases that, that always hits a little close to my heart. You said catch up. And I think um, in business in general, one of the things Katie said that always makes me smile is she reminded us that we're entrepreneurs. We're not just hairstylists. We don't just do cuts and color. We are entrepreneurs in this industry. And when you're an entrepreneur, I want to relieve that pressure of you have to catch up or that we're in some sort of race. You are joining an industry for yourself, and there will always be space for you, Angel. And when you join, it will be absolutely the right time to be here. And I like to say this year, this is my theme for 2020, is that we've lost the gift of certainty, but we've gained the gift of time. So you now have time, and I can already tell you're looking to use it wisely because you're saying, how do we find the right mentors? Angel, if I could go back in time to when I was in beauty school back in 2007, which was like dinosaur times in, in our industry, if I could go back, I wish I had used my time before actually stepping foot in the salon more wisely. I wish I had done more work on social media. I wish I had researched what it takes to build and grow a business. I wish I had made more networked connections. And when you said you're looking for mentors now, to what Anne said, oh, my gosh, my heart sings to hear you say that. You're already a cut above. I would do things like if you're not already following me and Katie, follow Katie and I. And then, Katie, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but one of my, one of my little hacks is I'll follow Katie, and then I'll see who she follows, like who she goes to for inspiration. That's one of my favorite little tricks is I'll follow somebody that I really resonate with on, on Instagram, let's say, for example, and then I'll take a look at who they follow. And it often allows me to kind of spider out and find lots of really great mentors. And for me, I try and follow no more than two or four mentors 
mentors at a time, really get a sense of their message, if I resonate with what they're saying, if I like the energy that they bring to the table. And then I continue to kind of maybe flush some of those people out if they weren't a great fit for me, bring a couple of new people in. Um, but this is such a great time to really get inspired and find great mentors and set yourself up for tremendous success for when you do get to finish that program. But I want you to relieve the pressure of you need to catch up or that you're behind because you're not. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. Terrific. Thank you so much. And, uh, and Katie... Uh, would you like to take that on as well and, and answer Angel's questions? Well, I think Britt did a brilliant job at answering that question and giving some great guidance. I just, yeah, I mean, this is an opportunity to immerse yourself in as much education as you can right now so that when you're able, you're going to rock it, you know. So just being in that, you're okay to just chill right now and surround yourself with the education and the people that keep you inspired. So I think Britt took that one on and it was awesome. Terrific. Um, we did have somebody and I will, I will say, uh, yes, you can listen to this afterwards. They, they say they want to listen to this inspiration. So yes, it is being recorded and You've registered, so you'll get a link to the on-demand version. Uh, let's take a question. Um, Katie, why don't you start with this? Because um, maybe you, you are having to talk about this a lot with uh, stylists. What are some ways to build your clientele up? This comes from Melvin. Um, and keep it moving forward and tie into that uh, a second question about, um, no, why don't we, let's just do that. I don't want to overwhelm it. Maybe why don't you talk about some clientele building strategies? Oh my gosh, well I have to, it's like a shameless plug because I can't not say meet your stylist. So if Melvin, if you are a part of a salon team, then you have an opportunity to talk to your salon owner about bringing on Meet Your Stylist to your salon website, which is a conversion tool. And what that means is there's all these people, there's always people coming to maybe check you out on Instagram or your website, but it's like, how do they know if you're the right stylist for them? And quite frankly, how do you start controlling the guests that sit in your chair? How do you determine, like, you know what? I'm a really bold, driven, outspoken stylist. I want somebody to sit in my chair who says, hey, you're the expert. You do your thing. It's like music to your ears. Well, if you want guests like that, then meet your stylist could be that right fit because it's a behavioral science matchmaking survey. It's kind of like eHarmony, but for hair salons and hairstylists. So um, I know that this is not an opportunity to promote that because that's the software company that I developed and run, but that is changing the game for salon owners throughout North America. I mean, in one year, we have a salon that brought in over 12,000 leads through Meet Your Stylist. There's just nothing like that. Now, outside of that, I would really tap into your current network. At our salon, we're noticing that there are still people who haven't come back yet since we reopened, whether that be they're nervous, whether it be they couldn't get in on that first round of people because we weren't double booking. How can you already go in front of the people who know, like, and trust you, who've already bought from you before, and go back and start nurturing that relationship? I think sometimes we get so nervous that people are going to reject us. Nobody wants to be rejected. But I think it would show really good favor if you reach out to people who haven't been back in yet and just had a really cordial conversation and allowing them grace if they're not comfortable or say, hey, I couldn't get in, I went somewhere else. Just being willing to talk things through um, with people. That is so hard for some reason for many people because of the fear of feeling like they don't like me anymore, they're not going to come anymore. Maybe step out in courage and faith, and maybe they're just waiting to see if you're willing to talk to them. Have you thought of them? And so this could be an opportunity for that. So I'm hoping that that was helpful, Anne, and what you're looking for. Absolutely. Uh, always, you know, reaching out. There's no, there's no downside to it. Uh, Britt, let me throw Pam's question to you. 
Pam is wondering, where should stylists spend the most effort? On Instagram or on Facebook? And maybe, Britt, you have a, have a third suggestion, but that's what she's wondering. Could you take that one? I would love to take that one, and that's such a great question because we feel like we're supposed to be everywhere all the time, showing up on the right, you know, showing the right stuff, and we could easily be on 10 different platforms. And I'm not even on 10 platforms. That sounds like too much work. It's completely overwhelming. And the good news is you don't have to be, nor are you supposed to be, all the places. You just need to show up in the right places with the right content. So the trick to this is there isn't one right answer. There's a different answer based on, A, where you're located. So each area, like um, Katie and I are across the country from each other, what works for me and what works for her, there's probably going to be nuances to it based on our communities and just our geographic area. And then beyond that, it's like what kind of clientele are you trying to reach? If you like to serve men between the ages of 45 and 60, Probably not going to be Instagram. That's not where you're going to be showing up. Versus if you're trying to reach women between the ages of 20 and 30, absolutely, Instagram is going to be your jam. Also, um, I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm going to use the four-letter word, Yelp. I have to say it. I know we have an aversion to Yelp, and there's two sides to every coin, and tr I truly understand why it leaves a bit of a bad taste in our mouth sometimes. In the Bay Area, if you can figure out how to make Yelp work, it is the easiest form of social media you could ever use as a stylist to build. And I use the Bay Area as an example because it's my backyard, but there are lots of places in the country that are that way. And so I just want to expand the, the horizon that there are multiple platforms that might work really well for you, Pam. So maybe it's not Instagram or Facebook. Maybe it's the Nextdoor app. Maybe it's Google My Business. Maybe it's Yelp. Maybe it's something that's a bit different, and, and the sigh of relief can be you just need to find the one or two platforms in your area to show up on to see massive results, and, and just get consistent there, and you will 100%, if you plant those seeds and you can be a bit patient, you will see the fruits of your labor come through. So just take a bit of time to do the research. And I have some podcasts that can certainly support you through that as well. But it's about finding out where your specific clients who live in your general area like to show up, like to find um, new service-based businesses to interact with, and then kind of go from there. Great. Thank you, Britt. Uh, Katie, I'm going to throw a question to you from Joyce. And Joyce is asking, would you suggest adjusting pricing during this time, lowering service rates to help those on tighter budgets, or possibly raise rates to cover extra costs for PPE and sanitation measures? I'm a hairstylist that works with a team, but also independently, and I mainly travel to clients. So uh, a question around pricing, which we just touched on at the very top, but that's a big one, I know through this. Yeah, sure. And I think Britt kind of brought this up. It may depend on your demographic in your area. Are you in an area where there's heavy retail and people aren't working as much and they're kind of stressed out? And um, is there an opportunity? What's your retention rate look like already? We had chosen not to raise prices during this time. We did not raise prices, but we did not, and nor have we ever offered discounts. We always want to think about how do we have value-added opportunities. So is there a cool, you know, gift card giveaway you could do um, that preempts people to get fired up about your brand and maybe they're referring friends to you? It depends on, you know, do you have a lot of space on your schedule? But I'll share this because I think this is a good opportunity. And I just heard this from the brilliant Nikki Lee. So if you aren't following Nikki Lee, she's amazing. And she said, hey, go and pull a report of your top 20 product SKUs. What are those top 20 products that you sell with ease? Go then, after you pull the report, and raise your products by 10%. Okay, so if something was 20, now it's 22. She goes, you know what? People aren't really even going to notice. If they do, you can offer a, a price match, but it's the quickest, easiest way. She said when she did this during a holiday season, her salon earned an extra $28,000 during the holiday season just from that one strategy. And then they did that again 
when they reopened after their, their shutdown. So I would say that that's the easiest way first step that doesn't feel like, you know, I'm a, I'm a little uncomfortable. You know, I would never want you to discount, but it's okay if you don't go and raise your prices. How do you always add value to everybody's experience? And that's what I would be focused on right now. Terrific. Um, okay, Britt, I'm going to ask you a question from Renee. I, I know you were a salon director, Britt. So this is this is uh, from Renee. She says, I own a salon and I'm also a stylist, but I can't work for six more months due to family care uh, at high risk. I have a new stylist. And I don't know how to oversee the management of this new stylist and my salon family, getting those, you know, managing the new stylist and getting that stylist to blend into the family, her salon family, when she's not there. So this is remote, remote management. Uh, that is a challenge. And, and helping a new stylist join the team. Do you have any suggestions, Britt? Oh my gosh, first of all, Renee, thank you for asking this question and know that you're not the only one in this boat. This is this is tricky. And I was in a bit of a similar position given it was not a pandemic year, the the particulars were a bit different, but I took a five month maternity leave at in uh, twenty fourteen and I had some new team members join and I was away from the salon for an extended period and had to think, Oh my gosh, how am I gonna integrate these people? How am I gonna oversee their onboarding being away? And it is it is different. It's going to be different for you. It's going to be different for your existing team and the new team member coming in. I always go back to communication is king or queen. And I think that it's going to be a combination of individual communication and team-based. One of the really cool things about being in business right now is that we have the blessing of technology. So one of the things uh, my team and I do, my team and I are always virtual. We have been in this business forever, so we've maintained virtual experiences through 2020. Yesterday, we had a team coffee break, and so we all got on. We had our coffees together from home, and we just talked. It wasn't about business at all. It was, how's homeschool going? You got a new puppy. Somebody else just bought a home. Give us a house tour. And it was just a really great opportunity to connect and break some of the ice. So you can do some virtual get-together things. Um, some of the things we've done before, too, is like a, I'm a virtual game with everybody. And for you, it's going to be a lot of incorporating you because I'm assuming this stylist is already integrating with your team a bit. And, but bringing the team together and having those conversations and creating common touch points is super important right now. The other thing is I would reach out to the individual members of your existing team and say, Listen, I know we have Natalie coming on. I want to make sure that she feels welcome. Uh, maybe here's a bit about her. Would you mind catching up with her today? Let me know how it goes. I'd love to know how you guys are connecting. Kind of plant the seed for those in your salon to reach out and connect with that stylist um, so that she feels integrated and like she's a part of the team. Even though you're not there to make her, you know, to do it manually in person, you can still facilitate those conversations from afar. It's about putting in the effort and then reaching out to him or her individually, too, and saying, hey, I know I'm not there. I just want to check in. How has your week been? There's just so much that can be resolved through great communication. And just helping to facilitate those conversations and connection points, I think, is going to be a really great way to integrate them into the salon culture, even though you're not in there right now. That's a great answer. And I'm glad you, you actually had that firsthand experience pre-pandemic. -pan, pre um, I have a question here from uh, Judy, and, and Katie, I'm going to ask you to address this, so I, I'm going to um, condense it a little bit. Judy is a senior stylist. She's, she is over 50, and she has a lot of clientele who are also that same age. Um, she's not super comfortable servicing them until she knows guess everything every everything is safe as she says for people our age and so she is kind of semi retired right now but she doesn't want to completely stop serving her clients she says i feel i know so much about disinfecting but it is still hard to work and feel safe how do i get comfortable in doing seniors 
That's a very specific question. Do you have any ideas, Katie? So to understand this correctly, and hello, Judy, thank you for your question. Okay, so you are nervous about being behind the chair based on your age, but then also serving people within your same age group. Do I have that right? Right, and and I should have I should have said that she has a in-home licensed beauty salon, so that's that's a big plus. So it's just her space. She says I've decided to act retired, and I've had to tell clients to go elsewhere. I work for two days, uh, but then was shut down in California again. Um, I and then she but she says I do feel like I know what I'm doing but I'm still not super comfortable. And maybe um, maybe there's just some conversation suggestions she could have with clients prior to seeing them. What do you think? I think a couple of things. Judy, I think it's time to, to ask yourself um, if this is something you want to continue to do and at what capacity. The opportunity is that you could maybe sell your book of clients to somebody who um, would love to take that over and that could potentially be an opportunity on the financial side. If you do wanna be behind the chair, I think that's the real question. It sounds like you got it under control with san uh, sanitation and disinfecting, but do you want to? And if you don't want to, what are the next steps? What does that look like? If it's if, it, if your salon is out of your home, I can imagine that you maybe want to do that and you just want to be confident in doing that. And that's where I would just sit down and say, you know what, I am a business owner and what are other successful companies doing in my area to communicate their safety practices with their clientele? Can you find out, do you have any mentors in your area or salon owners who would be willing to talk you through that? And maybe it's a matter of just communicating with your guests what your safety protocol is so that they feel comfortable. Um, but really, it sounds like you just need to ask yourself, what do you want right now? And I think that's the first step and then go from there. Terrific. And I see we're coming up on the hour. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't get to all the questions, but I want uh, both Britt and Katie to take a moment to say how everybody can reach them. You know, as I mentioned a gazillion times, everybody's going to get that e blast so they'll be able to watch this again. But, Britt, Katie, um, Britt first, why don't you tell everybody how they can find you, follow you, and keep learning from you? I first of all just want to thank Anne and the Modern Salon team for having me here today. This was truly a joy. And preparing me with Katie, I mean, this was like a dream partnership for me, so thank you for the opportunity. I happen to be hosting a free masterclass on how to navigate post-pandemic, through pandemic, and how to create a successful 2020 and 2021. This weekend on Sunday, September the 20th. So if you head to BrittSiva.com forward slash success, you can register for that now. We're doing live classes and replays. And then as always, I'd love for you to follow me on Instagram at BrittSiva and check me out at the Thriving Stylist Podcast wherever you like to listen. Terrific. And Katie. Well, that just tickles my heart. Thank you, Britt. And I'm so happy that we got to do this together. And you've been awesome. Okay, everybody, if you want to get in touch with me, there's a few different opportunities. You can go to meetyourstylist.com and connect with us through our website if you're interested in learning about that. Of course, beyondthetechnique.com. And what I'd love is if you really love seeing faces behind the voices, go to Beyond the Techniques YouTube page. We have a ton of free education there and video podcasts for you to watch. And that we are almost at 400 episodes, y'all. So there's just so much there, so much content. And it's not just me. This is going to be bringing in the most innovative business and marketing professionals in and outside of our industry that help educate our beloved professionals. So um, I won't get way into all the different places, but please connect me with me through Meet Your Stylist and Beyond the Technique. And just remember... Stay strong, don't give up. Stay strong and don't give up.
Thank you both. Thank you to our sponsors, Viviscal Pro and Exfusion by Topic. And for more information on hair health, please check out Modern's The Guide to Hair Health and Loss, which is on our site. Britt and Katie, thank you so much for helping us create community and connection and for giving us reason to be optimistic. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. And be well. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Choose Beauty, a Modern Salon podcast. Stay up to date on all the latest industry news at ModernSalon.com. Follow us on social media at Modern Salon on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of Choose Beauty.